Hello and welcome to The Forecast with Alexia Landa, your spiritual best friend to guide you into your upcoming week. Explore ways to navigate your day-to-day life with consciousness and free will. Sit back, relax, and let yourself be surprised by life. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Forecast. Are you all ready? to talk about this week's energy i want you to reflect back on last week and how there was so much growth i really want you to connect to how proud of you you are sometimes the most uncomfortable times are really the biggest shifts of our life the biggest opportunities have the biggest opportunities have the biggest moments of i did it I know what I'm doing. I didn't know what I was doing, but now I kind of have an idea of what that is. So I want you to be very proud of yourself this week. That's that's really what the energy is is showing up as. Being proud of whatever step you took or whatever decision you took or whatever it is that connected you to some sort of happiness without needing it to be external or come from others or truly be controlled. It's like releasing that control. This week, that's what it's going to be about, losing that false control, that false control that helps us feel some, some type of safety, but it's really just false hope because false control comes from false hope. Usually... We connect to false control when it comes to really trying to change people's free will, trying to want something without needing it or want something without letting it flow, having too many expectations, having this kind of like trying to check boxes. It should be this way. And it's like, no, nothing should be or shouldn't be. It's more about what you need and how you need it. So this week is all about that false control and letting it go, truly surrendering to the flow. And flow doesn't mean that you just exist and aren't deciding anything. No, it's actually taking uh, accountability about about your life, about your decisions, about what's next. Instead of just focusing on wants, you start focusing on taking action, deciding for yourself not necessarily taking action within wanting and just making a bigger list. This is more about how can I make it happen? What am I going to focus on? What am I going to release? What am I going to surrender? What am I actually going to work on within myself? How is my inner dialogue going to look after I start working on this? So it's really about losing that false hope of, well, I hope this happens. Well, you know, I I don't think luck is really something out there. I think you create it. You create everything you are. So when people say, well, they're really lucky. They, they were born in this type of family or in this type of environment. But yet we do not know necessarily what the purpose of being born in that family is or the purpose of going through that situation that looks so easy or looks so... Um, above average truly connects them to what emotions what feelings are there what do what what are they lacking 
and not because anyone lacks anything just because maybe their inner dialogue is lacking that self-love or that compassion or that humbleness or that connection to themselves so it's not about comparing it is not about hoping it's not about oh good luck it's about truly connecting to this true control we have the true control is i co-create the false control is i want it so i need to have it i want it so i expect it instead you you create you decide and you say okay i want to be a famous writer instead of saying i want to be a famous writer who is res- who is respected in this way or in this form or is seen this way it's perceived this way you start all those things is it's including the free will of others it is including someone else's decision instead of focusing on making others accountable of how you want to feel that's false hope because you you want it so bad you start giving it to yourself and you say okay i'm going to be a writer and i'm going to write what makes me feel like i do enough what makes me feel like it's intentional what makes me feel like i respect myself so you're co-creating and you're only choosing your free will instead of always choosing the free will of others and how they view you and how you compare yourself to them or other writers because then it creates this this false hope of expecting everything from others and that disconnects you from your happiness that disconnects you from whatever makes you happy making you happy making you feel fulfilled because you're always waiting for someone to give it to you you're always waiting for someone to tell you how you should feel well today no one accepted my work so i should feel on un- like i'm lacking something because i'm expecting it to come from others again of course there's always mirrors and we have to take in those mirrors as what they are and if someone is giving you love and you give love back that's amazing it's reciprocated but there's no expectation there's flow So if you become this writer who's intentional and respects their own words and truly has this inner dialogue of being its own teammate, its own team member, then the exchange is going to flow because you're not expecting it to come from others. You're not having this anxiety of how are people going to take this. It's more about I know the, this is my foundation. My foundation is respect, being honorable, loyal, being compassionate be, being loving giving and receiving all this balance because balance does exist but of course when there's lack of stability when there is unbalance it's a true gift because it's an opportunity to pick up a new tool of wherever you are um lacking that stability wherever you have to pick up that tool of um i have to see myself that way i have to see myself capable Uh today someone actually told me, "Well, it's because I'm not consistent." So just know I'm that person. And I thought about it because I I think I've been connected to that, to lack of consistency within a certain area of my life. When it came to what I love, which is this, talking to 
whoever listens to this, um, sessions, just healing, being a channeler, I love it. So I'm very consistent. But when it comes to other things that truly take me out of my comfort zone, as in, I'm trying to think of an example, but they're just things that take me out of the comfort zone of I have to change my routine or I have to get out of my way to do something. I have lacked lacked consistency or something that truly makes me connect to fear. Instead of using it as a tool, I use it as the enemy and I'm like, I avoid you. I'm staying away. So in that moment, when they told me that today, I had to be very self-aware of where I was using it because that was an opportunity. I was like, this is an opportunity to use it as a tool, to use it as a mirror. Okay, where am I lacking consistency? Why am I hearing this today? So I had to really embrace the fact that it's something available. And that truly made me connect to the lack of perfection that is actually perfect. Because if I wasn't going through something, if I wasn't self-aware, if I wasn't picking up tools, then what would I use that energy for? If that's what's giving me life. And life is abundance. Love, Life is love. Life is experiences. Then I would be bored. And being bored, by the way, is not a bad thing. Being bored is an opportunity to truly have room to co-create more because we are co-creators. And by co-creating more, it doesn't mean you're addicted to like, I need more or what else? What's next? Co-creation can also be rest. I am co-creating rest. I'm co-creating peace. And that's where I lack consistency because... I tend to want more and not because I feel like I need more, but because I see the potential in everything. So I, I, I go into that false control of that's potential. Let's keep going instead of saying, yeah, that's potential, but I already did enough today. Why, why is there a lack of, lack of fulfillment or is there a lack of knowing when to take a break? Fulfillment is part of my life, so it's about the lack of knowing when to take a break and say, okay, why am I not consistent in my rest? We always have something to do. So that false control of I decide can take you there, can take you to, well, it's because I want it. I've always said, well, it's because I want to keep going. I want it. I, I, I can keep going and I can. But then I have to remember, yeah, but don't I preach that we also have to rest? Don't I talk about how my physical body also needs attention and needs to sleep however long I need to sleep? Because I know it's different for everyone. Or certain days I am more tired out of the month and that's okay. So it's about consistency of what you believe in with what you're thinking in the now, that foundation. How are you using that foundation consistently in the now? Reminding yourself, being self-aware of things. Because we, we tend to have certain patterns that take us back to whatever it is that we, we try to nurture. Because this is not about fixing. I always tell my clients, don't try to fix yourself. Don't try to change yourself. 
Try to nurture whatever is calling your name. Nurture whatever is calling your attention and become self-aware. Exchange, that's a good thing. Exchange an emotion from one to another. Today, I was like, I'm exchanging wanting to have control of being consistent in one part of my life that brings in lack of consistency in the other, lack of stability in the other. So how can I balance these two? So I, I'm not fixing myself. I'm nurturing myself. I'm paying attention to myself. I'm paying attention to my inner dialogue again. I'm paying attention to what do I need, not what do I want. Because if I go for what I want, I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to go, go, go. And then I'm going to be that person who's always like, well, I'm always tired. I don't really rest. And at the end of the day, that's not what's important about who I am. So I want you to ask yourself this week, what is important about you? What is your foundation that brings you back to nurturing instead of having that false control? And this false control can also go when it connected to judgment. Uh, in a way that you try to control what others should think, how others should see things, how others should perceive you, perceive a scenario. And I've seen that a lot within the toxic positivity, um, how, what can I call it, energy, that we are supposed to see things a certain way. And I always say, just feel your feels. Always feel your feels. Whatever you're feeling, let it be seen by you. Don't be scared of the truth. Don't be scared of of feeling a certain way. And let that be the now. Don't let it be the tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Let it be the now so that you can pay attention to it. Look at it straight in the eyes and say, okay, what do you want? I'm listening. I'm listening to you. What do you have to tell me? What's your purpose? What's your meaning? I see, I see you. In that moment, you're going to see yourself. And in that moment, you're going to understand that only you perceive things a certain way. Other people might perceive it differently. Because everyone can have their own opinion. Of course, there has to be compassion. There has to be respect. There should be uh, boundaries. And you can speak up about them. But I always say, what about agreeing to disagree? Because false control is, I need everyone to agree with me to be able to feel okay. True connection to yourself is, I decide this and this feels comfortable with me. So I am open to someone not agreeing with me because I see results. I see that it works for me. I see that it it makes me happy. I see that it doesn't harm anyone else. I see that there is um, a flow within that action or that way of thinking or that belief. Because at the end of the day, we're all here to be different. We're all here to accept ourselves as we are and the differences between us. So that false control of convincing is not necessarily helping. It's not necessarily um, sharing. Convincing is a completely different thing. I always tell people, I'm not here to convince anyone about what I see as a channeler because most of the time I don't even talk fully about what I believe in as I believe in as Alexia. I'm talking as the channeler. 
as the one who communicates with guides, with higher vibrational beings and has things to share that they are speaking about. But if you have a conversation fully with Alexia, there's people who think it's very odd that I listen to Joe Rogan and that I love his podcast. They, they get surprised. They're like, what? You like Joe Rogan? But doesn't he sound very extremist or a bit aggressive? And I always say, to me, that's his tone of voice. But I do see that he is very open to listening to people. And I admire that. I admire someone who has an open heart to receiving. Someone who has an open heart to agreeing to disagree. So I look at foundation. The rest, it's them. And I don't judge him or whoever. I don't judge. I just see the intention. So when it comes to convincing you're always going to feel unfulfilled. When it comes to sharing, you're going to open up to also receiving. And that's what abundance is. And that's what this week is filled with. So whoever you speak to, be very open to listening and be very open to sharing. Again, throat chakras. That The throat chakra has been very, very active this month. So be open to just share and speak. And if someone doesn't listen, it's fine. They weren't ready for it. If someone listens and they have a different opinion, listen. Maybe there's something in the middle that works out for both of you. And you'll see how being um, open gives you more than being closed. You'll feel it in your chest. You'll feel that abundance come in. And that's the most beautiful thing you can give to yourself, that abundance of I have no control over anything. I just know that I have some sort of control in deciding my foundation, my co-creation, my way of viewing things. It, it is not about separation. It is not about division. It's about union. How can we become one being different? That, that's the question I want to leave everyone this week with. How can we become one being so different, understanding that everyone's going to be a different sibling, a different mother, a different father, a different friend, a different lover, a different everything. How, how can we truly combine and balance together and have that union? And think about it within your circle. How do you make it work? Or do you have expectations and that kind of false hope? Because maybe, I get this a lot when it comes to uh, people who are dating or people who are getting to know people or even partners who've been together for really long. They always say, well, it's because my love language is, is hugging and caressing and giving all this touch. And their love language is just action. And I want them to, to tell me, to hug me, to do all these things. I always say, what about the balance? Because maybe they're teaching you something. Maybe they're teaching you that that action is also important. Just like you're teaching them something. So how are you both going to meet in the middle? Instead of wanting extremes and you change for me, how are you going to become one and meet in the middle? And maybe you'll start actioning too and notice the difference and notice, oh, Okay, I don't feel the anxiety of having to do all these things. Instead, I also action. 
And then they're uh, they're going to understand that they weren't connected maybe to their emotions because they didn't know how to express themselves. So it's about that balance and that uh, detach from, detachment. I get so excited. I start like I can't just form a sentence. But it's that detachment from that false control of it has to be my way or this is the only way I know how to love or so many, so much over-identification. That's what we want to avoid this week. No over-identifying, no, oh, I am this. No, 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 no. It's more about this is my foundation. This is how I carry myself. So what does that connect me to in the now? Because then you don't have room to change if you over-identify. It's always like, this is me and this is just me. And you don't see yourself in other eyes, in other um, perspective, and uh, in another light. It's about being creative. What what more can you be? Don't limit yourself. What There's so many potential and possibilities. What more can you add to that toolbox? So... Please disconnect from false hope and false control and just flow. If you feel like you've been trying really, really hard to make something work, surrender this week. Just surrender. Let it be what it has to be. If it works out, amazing. You Maybe you were just anxious about it and wanting to give too much because you have a wound where it's I give, give, give to be to feel accepted, to feel like I'm giving, I'm worthy of receiving. Or you'll notice that you didn't have to give because the person didn't want to receive, didn't know how to receive, or they did, just didn't want to give. So the moment you surrender, you'll feel like you receive the truth. That's a huge, huge uh, energetic release that's available this week. So let it go. If it's yours, what's yours always stays and comes back. And if you want to reach out to someone, do it. Get your answers. Get going. Don't don't stop yourself because of not knowing how they're going to perceive you again. False control. Sometimes we really control our emotions. Not wanting to express, not wanting to seem like oh, I was off today, or I wasn't as funny or as joyful today. How did they perceive me? Or what are they thinking about me now? No, just release. False control again. Be you. Everyone has the space and time to be themselves. And being you is a lot. There's a lot in there. There's a version of you that's happy. There's a version of you that's not having a best the, their best day, but you're making the best out of it. There's a version of you in every way and form. So let it be. Let it flow. It usually has purpose. And you're not the only one that will learn. Maybe someone else will learn, oh, I am compassionate. I hadn't had the opportunity to be so, but this is fun. Or maybe they'll notice I'm lacking some sort of compassion and I get triggered by people who aren't always smiling. Why? Why am I triggered by that? false control let it go i believe in all of you it's easier than it seems now i want to say i want to share with everyone uh, my nephew was born april 13th the most perfect day 
and well, obviously biased, but he's the most beautiful boy, strong, already showing his independence. He's, yeah, he's already telling us how he wants it and what he wants. So yeah, I just wanted to share with everyone because it was such a beautiful moment of joy and how can I explain it? This this moment of I'm something new because I I don't I my I am the oldest sibling so I'm not a mom and when it comes to my cousins we were raised so um, I don't want to use the word attached just we we were raised together as in weekends together and Christmas and New Year's and so on and. Just seeing my cousin become a mom was such a impactful feeling, moment of her bringing life, of knowing her all my life and seeing her go through different stages. It was just beautiful and it just reminded me of how beautiful it is to be a human, beautiful it is to experience. He's he's a little baby and he has a purpose and he has all this potential and all these different ways and possibilities he can go into experiencing life and then he also has parents who are going to be a huge part of that and it was just beautiful it really connected me to why I love being a human and I say that a lot sometimes and I do want to remind everyone that our soul is is excited for us our soul our higher self they're excited for us because we're here to experience experience we're here at school learning and we go back and we tell them everything just imagine it close your eyes and imagine it we're gonna tell them yeah i was hungry one day and i didn't really have food in my fridge so i had to come up with something it's called like anxiety maybe I think that's what it was called and then I had to build this courage inside of me and decided what I was going to do. By the way, I'm going very dramatic with this story but I, I just, I want everyone to connect to the potential and the purpose of even those difficult times of how beautiful it is to be human and experience and outgrow and have a story. How are you writing your book? Tell me, how are you writing your book, your chapters, your everything? I'm very optimistic and the other day I was having a conversation with my dad and he he showed all this optimism and I made a comment that was pessimistic and it was very rare of me to do so and he told me you know maybe at my age by now I'm just very optimistic I've gone through so much that it's like well you know it passes by it goes on you keep going and just feel your feels and I needed that reminder because of the potential we have inside and how every step of the way in life, it's just there to show us that. It's just there to show us that that growth we can have, that uh, abundance of energy we have that sometimes we don't use because fear is in the way. Again, false control. So just seeing this new life come to earth and be so so ready it was just beautiful and i want to share with everyone he's the most gorgeous baby 
I know that's biased, but my siblings and that baby have been the most gorgeous babies on earth. Um, we'll see what happens if I see another one, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but I'm kidding you guys. Um, but okay, so now we're going to jump into the Q&A because I'm going to start responding some of the Q&A as much as I can for every episode, on every episode, and as much as I can on social media as in stories. And I do want to say I'm going to answer the ones that are the most connected to the the collective in a way. Something the those questions that will help many more than just one person because I do have limited time, so I want to share as much as I can for everyone. And I do want to thank everyone who always comes back to the Q&A. I'm so grateful for all of you. And those who are part of the BBU school, thank you as well. It's been amazing to have these workshops where it becomes more of a conversation and not just me speaking or not just me teaching and and sharing, but more of a community that is there for each other. I started to see how you're all very open to sharing and very open to to the space of we're all the same because we are we're all the same at the end of the day we're all human we're all here to experience so there is no heaviness and I love that so I'm very grateful before I start the Q&A I do have an announcement the forecast membership there is a spot available I did not post it on social media on purpose I will randomly just post the link on this episode at the bio if you want to sign up. The forecast membership is like a mini reading that you get monthly. And by reading, I mean a channeled message with the channeled numerology, color of your month, and an affirmation. And you also get a channeled question, which is you asking a question and I send you back the, the audio recording of the channeled answer. I wanted to leave it for those who listen to this um, episode because I usually have a wait list. I was able to fill it up. I opened up way more spaces, but someone had to leave. So there's one spot left and I'm very excited for whoever uh, joins. I can't wait. I love to see the evolution. I channel for the same people once a month. So the evolution and the growth and the connection, it's just amazing. You get tools. Your guides give you on the channeled message, give you three tools to focus on per month. And it's just beautiful to see the changes and the growth and and the evolution. We're here to go through evolution. Okay, let's start with Q&A. So, oh, okay. Um, okay, I like this one. Having so many coincidences with a love interest, but why is it not progressing? Okay, I'm going to answer this in a personal level, and then I'm going to answer energetically why this usually happens. So personally, they're preparing you for whoever's coming in. So really pay attention to how they're mirroring you, what you want from that person. You don't, they show me you don't like everything about the person, about the love interest. You just like certain things, but they're lacking something. 
Look at what they do have, write it down, and keep adding to your list. It's like potentials coming in until the right one comes in. That's why it's not progressing. It's just quick. It's like you just need to see what you want, accept, be open, but also see how you're receiving. Are you being open to receiving? And are you being open to giving? Giving as in listening, whatever it is that you want to give back. Now, collectively... This usually happens when you finally open your divine feminine. This goes for men or women. Divine feminine is learning how to receive, learning how to receive um, emotions, learning how to receive anything. When you're ready to date and you say, yes, I'm ready. I've healed. I, I understand what it is that I want. And I'm also open to learning what I want. You start just seeing all these potential partners, um, connecting, conversing. Usually in men, men tend to wait, which I understand why. You can't just always go up to whoever you like um, because it's kind of like a social thing, but it's also the communication. Um, But usually men tend to really close off when it comes to receiving the emotional side of a woman or their love interest. And they go a bit more logical, more like, well, do they have these top five things as in, I don't know, it's more external, it's more like you see it. So they don't know how to receive emotions, they don't know how to receive nurturing from whoever wants to nurture them. They just want to know, okay? Now, women, they tend to, or we tend to, want to nurture right away. We're like, I see you, I like you, let's do this, usually. Again, it all depends. If a woman has a wounded um, divine feminine, it might be different. It might be the other way. If a man has a wounded divine masculine, it might be different. They might be asking for more emotional connection. So if you're a person who has um, an open heart and is ready to date, be open for any emotions and actions. Be okay with receiving. Everyone knows that you can do what you, you've done for yourself when you're alone. But be okay with accepting. Be okay with nurture. Nurture is the best way to truly connect with someone. So when this starts happening, it's because you're open to nurturing, you're open to learning, you're open, you're like, I'm ready. It means you kind of just release the fear, which is really good. Um, Okay, next question. Um, Abundance. Okay. It's been rough lately. Is abundance coming? Need to make more money. Okay, let's talk about abundance. I love this conversation. Abundance is energy. Energy is you. Your energy comes from play, literally, play. And that doesn't mean you're just going to play and not work and, and be like, oh yeah, I'm just waiting for the money. No, no, no. What I mean with play is that you have to add energy to your to your bank of energy and to add that it has to be through joy laughter space 
um, as and you give yourself space and time. It has to come from silence. It has to come from lack of anxiety. And I know, I know that it's tough to connect to these when you're in a difficult situation. So I'm going to give you a, a way to do it when in a difficult situation. I've always shared on social media that I do dancing meditation. Dancing meditation is I literally put on music and I focus on the rhythm and I dance. And I don't think about anything but dancing. I connect to my physical body. That's one way because it brings joy to your body, brings movement. There's no stagnation. When there is need of more money, it means that you're not connected to your self-worth. Your self-worth has to be balanced between your heart and your mind, feelings and logic. When you balance your feelings and your logic, you have to connect to your physical body because the best way to understand your worth is through understanding your physical body. Due to seeing our visual connection. I'm not talking about a type of body. I'm not talking about a shape of a body. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about how it feels. Because when there's stagnation and anxiety, that's the energy you're keeping. When there's movement, you shake it off. Think about it as vibration. You, um, How can I say this? I'm trying to think of an example. Think about pants. You sat down on dirt. Your pants, your booty is filled with dirt. Just is because you sat down and that happened. Okay? The dirt is that anxiety, that sadness, whatever it is that you're carrying, that pressure of, oh my God, what am I going to do? Now we need to shake it off so that a new now can be here, so that you can change perspectives, so that you can see purpose, so that you can connect to creativity because when you connect to creativity, to that play, to that joy, you're able to see things at a different um, level, perspective, vibration, optimism, all those good things. So what you're going to do is shake the dirt off by dancing. That's one. Do it for three minutes. One song. Five minutes. Do it as soon as you wake up. That's the best way to wake up, by the way. Another way is also, I. by the way, I wouldn't ask anyone to sit down and meditate. When I say silence, I mean walking. Walking in silence. I need movement for abundance so that you can switch the energy. I wouldn't sit down and do just a silent meditation as in someone guiding you. No, I would do movement because I want you to get rid of the energy that's keeping you back from understanding your own energy. So the the visual of worthiness has to do with the visual of how you see yourself, how you view yourself, what you think of yourself. So inner dialogue is very important as well. Why do you feel like scarcity is available instead of abundance? And that's healing. That's a lot of shadow work that has to do usually with lineage or upbringing. So that's work. Um, This person specifically who asked 
there seems to be like you don't know you don't really connect to enough what is enough and what is fulfillment it's always lack so you have to really switch your perspective and understand what you have and be grateful about what you have so that fulfillment starts connecting in with your reality with the way you speak the way you think it's like they fill up a room of roses that are red and all you think about is where are the blue roses there's only red so that's what your guides are showing me now up to, now on to the next question um let me see i hadn't really seen these because i wanted to be in the moment just so you all know thank you for your patience uh, someone said, owning a dog is coming up a lot for me. Any insights? For you, I say yes. You need help on releasing a lot of energy and that's what animals are there for. They're healers and they're amazing, amazing, amazing healers. Um, so I would, I would own a dog if I were you. Anyone who has animals would agree with me that their love is so unconditional that it's healing. Um, I don't think I've ever shared this story, but when my brother was young, he was asthmatic and it wasn't easy because the, the doctors tried everything. My mom tried everything. My mom was, got to the point where she was like, whatever natural, not whatever it is, I'll do so that he feels better. And we went to this doctor who told us or told my mom that if she bought a chihuahua, he would start getting the asthma attacks. My mom was at a point where she had to believe anything because my brother wasn't doing very well. So she bought the chihuahua. Obviously, she had faith in the way of this is my this is the only thing I can have faith to right now and his name was brownie this beautiful brown tiny chihuahua and he started getting asthma attacks so my brother stopped he stopped getting asthma attacks and of course the doctor said it has to be his dog no one else can really bond with him but he was he was a very old soul um, I channel for animals as well. It's not my expertise as in I don't do it as much, but I, I do like to look into their past lives. And my brother and him had so many past lives. It was beautiful. And it was, it was a beautiful way of learning how animals are healers and they, they really just are unconditional love. It's, it's a blessing to have them. So if you're feeling it, I would do it. I would totally get a dog. I love mine. Uh, okay, so next question. Oh, I really like this one. And I think I'm going to end here. Um, yeah. This will be the last one, you guys. Okay. Are there cons to listening to spirit guides? Um, my answer is no. And I'm going to say why. The only con when it comes to listening to spirit guides is if you attach to thinking that they'll tell you what to do. They're never, ever telling you what to do, ever. They're guiding you. They're giving you 
um, they're giving you the truth, they're giving you clarity, they're helping you heal with energy, they, um, they're a team, but they don't tell you what to do, they respect free will. So as long as you don't attach to thinking, they'll tell me what to do, and you don't connect to people who believe that, there shouldn't be any con, because they want us to know we're not here alone and we are just like we love to belong to family to friends to everything they want us to know that we belong to energy as well and source and light and love so it's not that it would be a con it's more the perspective of it don't attach to anything at the end of the day they're just giving you clarity and and the truth but they're not telling you what to do so that's my answer to that and thank you so much for everyone who tuned in and listened to everything i'm so so grateful for all of you and i can't wait to catch up next week have a great week sending love and light to everyone bye